0: tell you a few things, okay, I'm supposed to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Lyle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm Lyle. Okay, and uh, because um, I don't get paid, I can say whatever I want. (laughs) And uh, I don't care if you fire me because it's still the same pay. So, uh, we're going to do things, you know what's really nice about uh, being not the hired gun? is that I get to do whatever I want and strap in put your helmets on This is going to be completely different seriously strap in helmets on we're gonna we're gonna go places okay does the camera get me here I'm I'm supposed to only stay between here and somewhere over here somewhere over here okay so one one thing I want to say is that um uh, I heard a story, a uh, gentleman, all of a sudden, here's the Holy Spirit, oh, stop, i start again. Father, I thank you that you're here. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. I ask that you would seed into me the words that you want people to hear, that it wouldn't be me, but it'd be you, that the Father's words would come, kingdom would come. Amen. Okay. So the story is a man's on a subway. He's riding the subway, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says to him, Um, get up right now and start preaching the gospel. He gets up, start, starts preaching the gospel. And there's a lady in the back of the bus, and shut up! Just shut up! She's so mad, she's so mad at what's going on. Just shut up. And he sits down kind of sheepishly. He thought, Oh, I, I didn't hear right. And then The Holy Spirit goes, pokes him again, and he gets up, and he starts preaching the gospel. And she gets up, and she's mad. Shut up, shut up. And the little son that's beside her the whole time reaches up and goes, Mom, Mom, he's trying to do something nice, and she just bursts out crying. He says, what's going on? He's been mute all his life those are the first words he's spoken. Sometimes God gets you to do stuff that's just blows you away. We have somebody here. Miss Lisa, would you stand up, please? Just a second. Say hi to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Okay. That was pretty good. I like it when it's more like cheers. Hi, Lisa. You guys remember that show, Cheers? Okay. (laughs) Those of us with gray hair go, yeah. Okay, Lisa was here, how long ago, Lisa, did we pray for you? So, um, Lisa was here, and she just came in for prayer. Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm okay if a woman corrects me. So, correct me if I'm wrong, we were standing in the back, and she needed a healing for her thumb. What was wrong with your thumb? Carpal tunnel, Carpal tunnel. Okay. Now we prayed for her. Awesome. Something happened. She felt the presence of God. Her carpal tunnel was healed. Now we didn't feel anything. We just prayed because we were obedient. Now she sends a picture on the phone that night or the next day, her cutting carrots. And she says, To you, this is really simple. To me, this is a miracle. I'm cutting the carrots. Next. Next part of that was her daughter was standing right behind her and she's very sheepishly standing there going, this is church. I don't want to be in church. I don't want to be here. These people are weird. They tell goofy stories. They smile with a funny smile. I said to her, would you like to receive a blessing? And the girl goes, what what did she say? Oh, I guess so. So she comes up and we pray for her and holy spirit hits her and she's just on fire with the presence of god flipped her whole life upside down from a simple prayer okay awesome everyone here is christian yes jesus is your lord and savior yes not your head so i know what's going on. okay good okay um lisa has come here again she hasn't been here for this many years, we're going to pray for her. She's come for healing. She's come in faith. She comes because she knows the Father heals. When I was praying for her, and there was a couple other people there, um, we didn't feel anything. We prayed by faith. Okay, Lisa, come up here. Come here. We're going to do this right away. This is, this is just jump in. Remember I said strap in, put your helmets on. This is what's going to happen. I want some ladies. Isn't this hard to do? This is so hard to do because your brain is going, I don't feel anything. Your brain is going, I don't feel the push. Your brain is going, every reason why not to. Faith says, I will move in case. So we're going to take a couple minutes here. Hey, okay. Thank you, church. There was um, an old story about Camelot. Do you remember that? I, I know the young people are going, what does that mean? So in Camelot, there was a story of a king who was affirmed by his ability as... A young one to pull a sword out of a stone. Do you remember that story? Well, you guys are looking with blank looks on yeah. your face. Okay, and what that affirmed was a prophecy that there would be someone come that pull a sword out of a stone, and they would be the king. What happened was when he became king, he, he surrounded himself with knights, with disciples, and they followed his ideas, his edicts, his the direction of his heart for how that kingdom sh- should be shaped. So the rest of the story is Camelot was shaped after his heart. We have another one who was affirmed by prophecy. Um, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to set at liberty those who are held captive, to to bring the prisoners out of the prison house <sighs> when you believe you receive the holy spirit and when you believe you enter into that prophecy and when god speaks a prophecy it is not they are not idle words they are a truth that you can all say i am anointed because the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. If you've said that for the first time, welcome to the club. I may pepper this uh, with stories, (laughs) probably. Um, So Jesus came came to bring in a new kingdom A new way of thinking totally upside down from the way people have been brought up in the law so I'm talking the Sadducees the Essenes the Pharisees and all those other guys they were brought up under the law whatever sect they were that they would follow the law and the law for them became a way to point out what was wrong with somebody instead of pointing to the Father saying this is how holy the Father was. Jesus came that we would have life and life in abundance. So I need uh, Kyle, Chris, and Dan. You're the biggest guys in the room right now. Can you get Kathy and bring her up here, please? I told you to strap in. Yeah. Chris? Yes, big Chris. Not little Chris. You just sit down there, Chris. Okay. You, you, you stay there. Look forlorn. Put your head down. You guys go over here. Okay. Do, do this. Okay, raw. This is the woman caught in adultery. These are the Pharisees who know the law inside out and backwards. And, oh, this is where you point point. go, that woman. Okay, And Jesus is somewhere in the middle. Jesus has come that grace and truth of the Father would come through. That the Father loves us first. He didn't come to condemn the world, but he came that the world through him might be saved. So now he's doing—he's doing a multitude of things at the same time. These ones, crooked, and yeah, yeah, get the get the fi- Dan, fingers going, the finger pointers. He's he, what he's doing is he's—he's he's answering their accusations, but he's also bringing in the kingdom at the same time the, the, we're now in John chapter 8 because you guys are all versed in your Bible you know exactly where you are are okay John chapter 8 if you get your Bible out if I don't hear pages flipping get your phone out John chapter 8 says uh, that a woman was caught in adultery and at that point Jesus had been teaching in the I don't know what portico he was whatever, but he's in the temple and he's teaching and they bring a woman caught in adultery. They want to catch Jesus in something in which to accuse him. He's answering them, but as they're accusing this, this vile woman over here, you know I'm just kidding. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she was committing adultery by herself too. So he's answering them and he bends over and he writes on the ground. Now it's been said by some scholars that one was accusing, because they're all jumping in on the bandwagon, and one was accusing and he wrote on the ground, liar. And another was accusing and he wrote on the ground, philanderer. And another was accusing and he wrote on the ground, something else what he was, he knew what was in their hearts and the accusers because they have been accusing themselves through the law and this is where death comes through the law they accuse themselves as vehemently as they're accusing the one caught so now they're caught in a trap called accusations they are accusing themselves they're living in self-condemnation and in that self-condemnation they become hard They've become the Pharisees. They've become the purveyors of the law. They mete out the law and the judgment and the penalty. And Jesus is writing in the ground. Jesus is. He's he's now, if we go back earlier on John, the dove, the Holy Spirit has landed on him and remained. In the presence of the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth, who convicts us of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. They're in the presence of God. Their consciences, conscious, their conscience, but plural, conscience has are pricked. Because he says, whoever is without sin among you, cast the first stone. And they started to leave the oldest from... Yeah, they started to leave the oldest to the youngest until Jesus was left alone. One of the uh, signs that God is moving in your life is that your conscience points out something that's going on in your life, but it's not in condemnation. It's not in this kingdom over here of condemning. It's, It's moving this way. Towards grace, Jesus said. Not oh, Jesus, oh, Michael, help me out. It's uh, no, no. He said this. Uh, learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. So God the Father wants mercy, and not the sacrifice that's required by the law, because the sacrifice by, that's required by the law only atones for sin. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything to change the heart. So he's over here. He's introducing a new kingdom. And the new kingdom is, I have not come to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. So we're, we're in John chapter 3, verse 15, 16, and 17. God sent, you guys got to know this, God sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in Him in him should not perish but receive eternal life. Our, our, um, somebody read uh, verse 17. For God did not send his son into the
1: world to the world, but in order that the world might be saved through. Him.
0: Okay, so here is the introduction of a brand new way of thinking. The, the king comes in, confirmed by prophecy. He's bringing in his heart. He's bringing in his ways, his understandings because he's been there. He says, my father, my father is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. So he turns over to this woman and with love in his heart, he says, is there no one here to condemn you? He's also using the law if there's, because the word is established on the mouth of two or more witnesses. There's no witnesses. And he says, where are those yucky guys over there? (laughs) And she says, there's no one here. He says, neither do I condemn you. The new kingdom is, he's not come to condemn the world. He's not come to condemn you. He's not come to condemn anybody, but that the world through him would be saved. And then he says something marvelous. He says, go, send no more. I think I'm in the right place. Go and send no more. Go sit in the back seat. <laughs> okay. Did you kind of catch that? Um, he's come to introduce a new kingdom. So one of the things that he did, I think I'm on my notes. Wait a second, I gotta get my glasses on. i am in john that's good one of the things that god said that in in the garden we everything can be go go back to the garden to the original sin is uh He said that if you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. And Satan lied and says, You will not surely die, but you will be like God, knowing good from evil. It's mostly true, but he left out the part that you're going to die. What happened with these guys that were over here and who were living by the law? They were condemning themselves and they believed that they needed to be condemned. So when they come and they stand in front of the Father, they don't know mercy. They don't understand mercy. They only understand the finger of God that I deserve to be condemned. And God says, I'm love. And they say, well, I deserve to be condemned. I've done this, this, and this. And the law says I've done this, this, and this. It is only just that I be condemned. I'm going to say a bad word here hell. And Jesus says that unless you believe you will die in your sins. Now we're a little bit beyond and in, still in, in John chapter 8. They do not believe. They don't believe this kingdom. This kingdom is that mercy, sorry, grace and truth would come in. That God the Father is love. All things spring from the fountain of that love that he views them with love, he views her with love, he views you with love, that I have come, that they would, uh, they would know the Father. Um, um, one of the disciples says, Jesus, show us the Father, and, and he says, have you not been with me so long that you, you don't know that to see me is to see the Father? To hear my words is to hear the words of the Father, because I don't speak my own words, I speak what the Father speaks. Little later on, he says, John chapter 17 says, I have given the words that you have given me, and they have received them. You have a choice with every word that comes in. We could mix this in with the sower and the seed, but you have a choice with every word that comes in to receive it, to believe it, to be transformed by it, to let it grow within you and produce fruit. You have a choice. These over here, they saw Jesus working. They couldn't even get over the fact that he had done a miracle that a withered hand, the man born blind. The man born blind was healed by Jesus and they couldn't get over the fact that he did it on Sabbath. Can you say stupid? They're so blind. They're so separate from the heart of the Father. All they wanted to do was the same thing that was born in them condemnation. The new kingdom, grace and truth. I have come that they would have life and life in abundance. I have come that they would be set free from captivity. I have come that they would be taken out of the prison house. I have come that they would have life and life in abundance. That's the new kingdom. We started off with uh, praying for somebody. And and, you know, it's really awkward if you haven't done it. If you haven't prayed for somebody and I'm calling you up, that's really super awkward. But you know, when you get praying, the more people you pray for, it gets easier and easier and easier. And after a while, it becomes who you are. You just pray because you know the Father hears your prayers because he loves you because In as many as believed on him, he gave the right to become children of God. So one of the hardest things that you're getting over, your mind says, uh, he's so far away. Usually the problem that you have with God is that you relate him to the picture of your father. Nobody say amen. (laughs) And because you relate him to project your father's visage onto his, you think he's like your father. So glad he's nothing like your father. Um, I've got to tell a story here, but i got got to remember which one. When Jesus was here, he was introducing a new way, a new life, a new uh, He was introducing the Holy Spirit. He was introducing grace and truth. Um, One time, Tan and I, Tan is my wife. She may manifest her presence or she's out with the kids. Um, We were in a different church someplace and a lady who was prophetic came over and just said, hey, I've got a word for you. We said, sure, shoot. She said, just wait a second, I need a witness. She gets a guy to come over with a tape recorder and they sit and they record everything she says and um, it was something like this. Um, The church that you've been going to, you've been giving and giving and giving and it's not being received. God is going to pull you out for a a season and usually you receive by giving but in this season you will receive by resting and then we're going to put you back in. God was introducing something new to me. I I was leading worship for years and years, and I was up one day on stage, and I'm playing, and God says to me, while I'm playing, he says, what would you do if I asked you to stop singing? I said, well, Lord, I'd stop singing. He goes, then stop. So I'm playing through the changes, musicians, going through the changes, chord changes, and the rest of the band, they've been with me for long enough, that They go, oh, he's doing his thing, and they're playing through the changes, and then God says, what would you do if I asked you to stop playing? I said, well, Lord, I'd stop. He goes, then stop. Put my hands down, my guitar is standing there. The rest of the band is, they're going through the changes, and and worship's still going on. Awesome. Then he says, what would you do if I asked you to put your guitar down? I said, I know where this is going. I took my guitar off, put it in the stand, and I stepped off the stage. When my foot hit the second step, the Holy Spirit hit in the church, and a number of people went down,,. Ba, 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 ba. And then he spoke to me and he said, "One man by his disobedience can stop the move of God. One man, conversely, one man by his obedience can usher in the move of God." A man stood up on a subway and, and listened to the Holy Spirit and started preaching the gospel, and a child was healed of the weirdest situations you're in a bus like how awkward is that and he starts preaching the gospel and somebody's healed so he was introducing to me you can be in the way i just want to just i just want to move i just want to do me if i'm in the way so now this is going on and he's teaching me how to hear his voice. And one day I'm playing, I usually get like a 10 song set and I'm playing through the songs. And he says, nothing further is required because the congregation had worshiped. They had touched the heart of the father. And I, and I said, well, God, I've only played four songs. He goes, he didn't say anything. I started playing and he goes, you're pushing. I'm pushing into the flesh. I'm pushing into the service of God. I knew I had to do this and this is what we always did instead Jesus comes that they would have a new kingdom they would have grace and truth I'm standing up here and he's going I don't really need your other songs this congregation has entered in they've touched my heart and because they've touched my heart the connection has been made I'm touching their hearts for me to be in the way was the worst thing one Quick story, one day I'm playing and I see in vision a large evergreen tree and I see a lumberjack like Kyle come out and whack away at this tree, whack away at the tree. I see it fall down and, poof, and there's just dust all over the place. And I said, now I'm playing and singing. And I said, God, what just happened? What was that? And the vision came back and he goes, that's you. I've just taken you out of the way. The dust settled and there was a bunch of little trees in the shadow of the big tree that weren't growing because all the light was on the big tree. He's teaching me through the last stories that I told you, it's better that you obey. This is not about your ego. This is not about you and your story and being the guy in the center. This is about me and what I'm doing. Are you with me? How, do you, how many people here know it's better to get out of the way and let the kingdom come than stand there? I think I'm... So... Oh, I spend most of my day on my knees, not praying. I install flooring. So, one of the subtle traps that we get trapped into is like the Pharisees. They've always done this. This has been hundreds and hundreds of years of serving God through sacrifice. Daily sacrifice for this thing and that thing and the other thing. And there's lots of blood and guts and and, uh, severe... um, What's the word? Severely following the... Regiment of the law, the edicts of the law. Jesus came that they would have a new kingdom. This new kingdom is a kingdom of love. And says, there's no one here to condemn you, neither do I condemn you. Okay, some of you are here and and you've been, or you've been there, don't shake your heads up and down, but you've been there where you've been under such heavy self-condemnation. And you've worked through things and, and you've run to Jesus. You've run to Jesus because something feels so good and so natural and so right about coming to Jesus. And when he comes and he says, some of you are filled with anxiety, come, just lay your head on my lap and let those anxieties go. It's about relationship, that grace and truth. And he tells you the truth. There's no one here to condemn you, neither do I condemn you. So if you're under self-condemnation, that's from Satan. Satan will work through a spirit called self-condemnation, condemnation and fear of condemnation. They'll all come together and they'll hammer at you until you can't think anymore, until confusion comes and you can't process. That's Satan's kingdom. He works through the law. Jesus bringing a new kingdom and he had his knights, his disciples around him to continue to uphold that kingdom. He comes and he says love one another. Love one another as I have loved you. You still with me? Okay. Still with me? (laughs) Good. So we got a couple things going on. If you get trapped in a way of this, like I was up there, I was trapped in the service of God. What happens is that you start to worship the service of God instead of worshiping the God of the service. If God is introducing something new to you to bring the kingdom in maybe that thing that service has to die because that service all of a sudden this becomes more important than your relationship to God. These guys over here were so deeply entrenched in that mindset that they couldn't even see. Nor would they even entertain the idea of these, this, this man, this renegade preacher, his words. A man born blind now superimpose this onto you we're all born blind period to the kingdom of god when we come into this world we're all we are all born blind until jesus comes and he does something to our hearts and all of a sudden we start seeing with our hearts we start seeing things differently we we we're not under the law now we're under grace and truth and we start looking at people differently we go, my sister, my brother, my mother, my brothers and sisters. And you start seeing them with love. You know, you get into a family, and, and uh, we're in the family of God, and you can have huge disagreements in the family, but you still love each other. Oh, man, I put my this is online, but my brother doesn't watch it. Uh, sometimes my brother and I have huge disagreements huge disagreements high volume negotiations (laughs) we still love each other Um, oddest questions back and forth we share things these family you guys not this church not the church in canada but church worldwide you are christians and every other christian is your family god is entering god is asking you to do something new we're gonna think of of entertaining something new, which is the presence of God. After this, after I finish speaking, and I'm not kicked out, there's gonna be some more prayer over this way. And if you need prayer, and even if you get some niggling poke at you, like the Holy Spirit poking, it doesn't have to be something physical, it might be something spiritual, um, which we can get into later. New kingdom, I have come that they would have life and life in abundance. One of the greatest gifts that God has ever given us. Here's the last thing I'm going to say. I, I'm 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 going to land soon. Um, Jesus started with going out and preaching repentance. Repentance has a couple couple meanings in Hebrew and in Greek. One is to change your mind. The other one is to change your direction. If you're overhearing, you've been walking with the Pharisees. You've been walking in step, lockstep with the Pharisees, with their ideology, with the way they think. Repentance is being able to change your mind, change your direction, and walk away from that thing. Whether it's sin because whoever commits sin is a slave to sin and is led around by the chains of sin and you're still, you know, you're being pulled by sin because you can't help it. The repentance? Repent from sin. But there's something that looks good. It looks good. It looks godly. It's from, hey, the law of sin and death came from God. But it pointed to Him. How holy He is. How far above Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 says this, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. How high above our ways and thoughts are his ways of holiness. We sang it here. Holy, holy, holy God. That when we see him, that he is so far above and and we're still family and we've got so much to learn from our daddy. Our daddy who says that If you believe in my son, you believe in me. Oh guys, if you want, just one quick, I know I said I was gonna land, but I see the airport and I'm circling. So, Jesus said this, you gotta get this in the line of authority. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The one who gives you a glass of water in my name will by no means lose his reward you have the father and what proceeded forth from the father was jesus and jesus has his sent ones his disciples his apostles and then you have the line of authority if you believe in what they're saying you believe in jesus you believe in the father can i do it from this direction i don't know um So you talk, you each you each talk to each other. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will pop something into your mind, and it's just the craziest thing. Like pray for somebody in front of church before church starts. It just pops in there. It says, "Get up and preach the gospel." It says, "Go over and shake somebody's hand." It's Holy Spirit says, "You know what? That person over there needs needs a hug." Can I tell you one more story? One more story. I'm, I, I'm, I'm coming out of Walmart. I just w- bought a windshield wiper, and this was a couple of years ago uh, because it was like this. And um, So I got a windshield wiper, and I walk outside, and there's two girls, and they got a sign that says, I need money for food. I look, and I, I'm going by, and it's like, God's, oh. Okay, you got to do something. So I put my windshield wiper in my car. I go back. I said, girls, you need food? Yes. I said, come with me. We went into, uh, into the food court in the mall and uh, the one girl is obviously a street person and uh, we bought some a w sat down, we started talking and the girl who was the street person, I said, you don't know me and I don't know you, but God sent me to speak to you that he loves you I said, and I'm gonna give you a dad hug. And the girl gave me a hug and she started shaking. She was just shaking and she was, you know the big tears that come down and drip on the floor? Well, she's dripping all over my jacket. And then she said, I haven't seen my dad for a year and a half, he's a cokehead, And I was kicked out of my house. Something weird, go buy them a meal. Go tell them that the Father loves them. Give them a dad hug. Everything changed. Then I had the other girl. Um, There was two of them. I said, said, give me your hand. Put your hand on her. We're going to pray. She goes, okay. (laughs) And we start blessing. We start praying. Two things happened. She got blessed. She was drawn into the heart of the Father to give a blessing. And I got to see it all. Amen, amen. I think, uh, 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 I think that's it. Did you learn something today? Okay, good. I had some cards, but I, th- I think I deviated a little bit. Bless you guys. Um, so if you, uh, th- uh, Marg is going to make an announcement, and then we'll carry on.
1: Thank you, Lyle. The sound is in the house, right? Thank you, Lord. Um, in case you don't know who we are, I'm Marg, and this is my husband, yeah. Dan. And, um, and Lyle was talking about the plane landing. He said, I'm going to land the plane. But you know, in the airport, there's planes that land, and then there's planes that take off, right? And When he was talking about Isaiah 55, about the know his thoughts and know his ways, because they're above ours. Well, he shares his heart with you, and he tells you those things. And so for the last couple of months, God's been saying to me, you're going to be led, it says in Isaiah 55 also, you're going to be led out with joy, and you're going to go forth in peace. And God was talking to us about going into a new season, and he was talking about 2024, open doors. The doors are open. And for us to go into the new so i'm just letting everybody here know that dan and i are leaving and i'm sorry if anybody's been blindsided by this but i just thought it's best to do this before the agm and because we have so many wonderful young people now ed you're young too you're young at heart on on the slt and so when i hear the sound of god in this house and i hear testimonies will never stop the testimonies glorify god they glorify who he is and this is the house that testifies of God. So I just want to give Dan a chance to say goodbye. I always seem to get all the words.
0: I just want to thank everybody for the experiences I've had here over the last six years. And uh, we had a lot of relationships, and those will never end. And I bless each and every one of you, and uh, goodbye.
1: Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here. It's really been wonderful. Um, this is God's house and you're God's people. We're all God's people and we all have different seasons. I bless your season. And I've said a blessing over everybody last week. Some will, some will be, you know, like we rejoiced over Jesse. Some people rejoiced over him finding his new season because they knew that's what he needed. Well, our new season is our daughter has been out of Canada for 18 years and she's coming home with her husband and her children. And so that's our new season. We haven't seen our grandchildren in four years because we didn't go a year before COVID and we haven't seen them since before COVID. So this is the goodness and kindness of God to lead us into this new season. I just want to say thank you so much. May God just bless you and keep you and watch over you. I thank you that the sound of the kingdom of God is in this house and it is a sound of love. In the woman caught in adultery I said to Jesus what did you write in the ground because when Cain and Abel shed shed blood on the ground it would be forever remembered and it was of murder but when Jesus wrote in the ground for the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the woman caught in adultery he wrote twice and he wrote twice once for each group and he wrote forgiven 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 mercy has triumphed over judgment. So I bless this house with that mercy, his mercy that triumphs over judgment and grace that abounds. I bless you. Thank you, everyone.